0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. It's been a bittersweet day here at CKNW with a lot of tears shed around the station today. The final day for John McComb as he signed off for the last time on his morning show here on CKNW. Everyone's happy for John heading into retirement But it was kind of sad, too. After 36 years with the station, 50 years in broadcasting, John signed off for the final time this morning. Here's how it sounded on the CKNW Airwaves today.
1: And so it comes down to this, the final few moments of the final John McComb show on CKNW. I remember the first words I ever uttered on the radio. It was in June of 1970. I had just turned 17 years old. I sat in a tiny studio, hardly bigger than a kitchen pantry, on the second floor of a dusty, broken-down, old cockroach-infested building in downtown Tucson, Arizona. With a shaking hand, I cracked open a live radio mic for the first time and, through a set of tinny, worn-out headphones, heard myself croak the station I.D., this is KWFM 92.9 in Tucson, Arizona. I was petrified, but I was in heaven. My childhood dreams had come true. I was making $1.60 an hour as the new overnight guy on one of the first progressive rock stations in the U.S. Thankfully, the nerves settled a bit and the pay increased and I was on my way. I was a professional broadcaster. In those early moments, I could not have conceived of a day like today, surrounded by family, friends, and colleagues celebrating retirement after a run of half a century, 36 years at one station with an iconic set of call letters, CKNW. I came to NW from Montreal in 1980, where I was the morning news anchor on CJAD Radio, a station not unlike this one. I was young, full of piss and vinegar, and thought I knew pretty much all there was to know about radio news. But that's when I ran into the likes of the old pros, like our news director Warren Barker, John McKittrick, George Garrett, and John Ashbridge. They didn't care where I'd been or what I'd done, which at that stage really wasn't very much. I started at the bottom at NW, nights and weekends, and the dreaded Sunday 4 to midnight shift. I remember looking at those fellows and thinking, gosh, how can anyone work at the same job on radio at the same radio station for 30 or 40 years as many of them had? Over time, I worked every conceivable shift, both as a newsreader and a reporter. CKNW was a powerhouse. Frosty Forest ruled the mornings. Rick Honey in the afternoon. Great talk show hosts, with names like Bannerman, Good, and Mayor. Our wonderful executive producer, Shirley Stocker, rode herd on that group like a den mother trying to contain an unrepentant, troublemaking troop of delinquents. When one of my radio heroes was hired in 1989... My life changed forever, for good and, well, not so good. Philip Till was to become a great mentor, an even better friend. But my already finely honed perfectionist streak really ratcheted up when I started working with Till. By this time, I'd made the jump from the newsroom to the talk shows, something unheard of at NW in the past. My reinvention was not a smooth one. Due to my senseless perfectionism, I was my own worst critic, and boy did I play that role very well. I heaped tons of pressure and unattainable expectations on my shoulders, and eventually collapsed under the weight. A long-time battle with depression and anxiety was in full bloom, and finally I had to admit I was burned out. And I expected the worst. I went in and told my boss I needed to take time off. I thought, who would want a talk show host with depression and anxiety, having panic attacks on the air? I figured my career was over. But NW management, including Lou Gabo, Tom Plasteris, and Ian Konigsfest, had my back for the next seven months, the time I needed to recover. True to their word, I was back on the air and paired with Till on the afternoon show and had some of the greatest fun I've ever had in this business. I came back, and I never looked back. To say that I'm blessed is an understatement. An amazing, patient, and loving wife, Kristen has been my rock, my anchor, my touchstone for almost 45 years. When we got married, she was a single mom with three kids. Later, we added a fourth. My love for each of them is profound, and I am proud of each of them beyond doubt. The same for the five grandchildren they've blessed us with. The love and respect I have for my work family is only slightly less profound. My boss, Larry Gifford, has allowed me to call the shots entirely on my retirement decision, and to be clear, the decision is all mine. I'm surrounded by the best team in radio. It's been an honor and a pleasure to watch and help guide the development of Nikki Reitmeier into a first-class broadcaster, producer, and writer. Her work ethic and determination are a wonder. My technical producer, Greg Schott, deserves a medal of honor for having to put up with my apparent genetic inability to hit my out times, on time. He sweat bullets as I've tried to pack five hours of programming into a -a four-and-a-half-hour space with good humor mostly uh, he's always managed to make it work he is a beauty victor smith has only been with the show for a few months but his intelligence and natural inquisitiveness will serve him well in the future it's hard to find good producers and he is definitely one of them it's been an honor and a pleasure to call gord macdonald a friend and a colleague he's an excellent journalist who i respect deeply His on-air antics with me in the early morning hours have been better than a pot of coffee to get me going some mornings. We shall remain friends well past retirement. My thanks to a couple of solid pros and mainstays in our business, the wonderful weather guy, Mark Madriga, who has the toughest job in town, and Kim Larson, who's been handling our traffic with calm and professionalism. That's been a treat to listen to. And finally, Certainly, and last but not least, this audience. A broadcaster couldn't ask for a more loyal, intelligent, informed, and just plain fun group of people to interact with, debate with, cry with, and sigh with. The true, honest, and real connections I've made with many of you are unforgettable. Thanks for allowing me into your lives all these years especially in these early morning hours when, let's face it, you pick your company pretty carefully. I want to say one more time how much I appreciated the love and support you offered me in my journey through mental health problems. Speaking up and out about depression and the stigma around mental health was a weight off my shoulders. Thank you for bearing some of that weight with your support. So that's it. I get to sleep in. I get to stay up past 6 o'clock and actually watch a hockey game, dine out with my wife Kristen, see more of the kids and grandkids, and just relax. But fear not, this voice still works, and you'll hear me on NW and in other places still living that childhood dream and getting paid to talk. I head into the next phase surrounded by an incredible family, wonderful lifelong friends, And the hope that you've heard something you've liked over the years. I'm not a fan of goodbyes, so let's leave it at, see you later, and I'll carry you in my heart forever. And so, for the last time around, my thanks to Nikki Reitmeyer, Victor Young, Greg Schott, Gordon McDonald, Mark Madriga, and Kim Larson. For everybody, I'm John McComb.
0: All uh, right, it was John this morning. I'm, I'm amazed that he was able to keep it together there during that. I thought that was a perfect sign-off for John. And there were a lot of tears shed around Ccanw today. This is a man who's had an incredible career. A lot of people owe him a lot of thanks. He's helped so many, including myself. So I want to th- say th- thank you again, John, for all your help. This is a guy who's had a tremendous talent and integrity and he'll be badly missed. He's a guy who showed a lot of courage over the years, taking on some incredible topics. You heard him talking about his mental health and the passions that he had there. But I always remember him digging into the BC Rail story, the money laundering scandals we've seen here in British Columbia over the last few years. The good news is he'll still continue to hear his voice, as he said there. But I think for most people, even though they're shedding some tears, I think a lot of people are feeling real happy for John. Enjoy your retirement, John. That was awesome this morning.